Okay, Mark, you ready? Yeah, bro, of course. Who's the guest today? Jesse. He's in he's in sports media. Is he he's the guy from TikTok? Bro, this guy, this guy Mark thinks he's sick, eh? This guy's talking bare foolishness, fam. Like, Mark, you think you're greasy because you're wearing a Bulls jersey, fam? Like, broski, you're not a baller, fam. You're worrying about balling? Bro, you should worry about pulling things before you worry about pulling jumpers, okay? Because God knows if I see you on the court, your ankles are mine, fam, okay? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do I Want to Know podcast. This is our 17th total episode, season three premiere, and we are ecstatic to be back. We are sponsored by Wells Vodka Infused Lemonade. As always, got that deal redone this year. Thanks to Frank the Tank producer, man. You know he's always on that stuff. But yeah, the boys, we just finished our second year here. We're chilling. I think we finished, what, last week, Frankie? You were the last... Last exam was last week. I had it, yeah, last Friday, and I was the last yeah. one, the last possible day of exams. Believe it or not, I got one scheduled. Brutal, but yeah, like school's done. It's great and all, but like we're still in a freaking lockdown. You know, there's like there's two things that I need right now. I need a haircut, as you can probably see, and I need my job. And my job is a golf course, and I think we've all heard about the, sh- the golf course stuff. Ontario is the only place in the world where it's right now illegal. To play golf. Well, our, our boy Dougie is really uh, putting the restrictions on. He's putting on the Kawhi Clamps defense in uh, 2013. And he's just, uh, he's locking us down. He's really putting us in a, a bad position, I'd say for sure. No, I, no I, I got I got some flow going back here. It's uh, never been seen before. Never been seen before. But let me just say, I just hope that, like, this is done in the summer by the next, by next year. Because, A, I don't think anyone can go through Zoom online or Zoom University again. Everyone that did last year, congratulations to you because that was hell. But also the fact that, you know, Frankie and I are trying to get a place downtown and I'd rather not get a place and have to just do Zoom the whole time, you know? So am I going to be rooming at this place, by the way? I don't think we've ever talked. I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, <laughs> guys, it's you got an open thing. invite all the time. No, you know you have an open invite, Mark. Open invite all the time, Matt. Come on. But if you guys haven't noticed already, new logo, new colors. New brandy, new overlay, you can probably see right now, new intro, and a new slogan, courtesy of Mark Vicioso. If you don't like it, take it up with him. It's our his slogan is sports. It's a little taste of reality. You don't like it, take it up with him. If you have any problem with the graphics or anything, you take that up with me because I'm willing to fight you for that. Our guest today is one of many things in the media landscape. Can I just add that in? He is an intern and content creator at one of Canada's biggest sports networks, TSN, more, more specifically, uh, Jay's show. I think it's Sports Center with Jay. No more Dan, sadly. Um, he just graduated, actually, Ryerson Sports Media, the same program the three of us are in right now as well. So that's pretty exciting. Ask some questions about that. And, well, this is what I think you guys probably will know him from. If you have TikTok, if you live in Ontario, there is a 100% chance that he has popped up on your For You page, whether you like it or not, whether you follow him. He has been there for his comedic uh, videos and his Toronto man personality, DK. I think the best way to describe him, I think in my words, is he's just a super blessed man. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Hang on, Jesse. 
Jesse, what's going on? What's going on, boys? Ah, 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 ah. There we go. <laughs> How you boys doing? Oh, man, a lot of appreciate coming on, Jesse. You really do. Yeah, no problem. How do you pronounce your last name? Because I wasn't even going to try, just in case I messed that up. No, nah, no worries. It happens all the time. It's it's super simple. It's just Georgie. Georgie? Yeah. That's, that's, that's easier than the other ways we're Every, Everyone's like, Georgie. Because it's spelled weird. J-A-U-R-J-I. It's literally just Georgie. Jeez, see, that's something, because I was talking to Mark, I was like, you know what his last name is? And he would give me some next time. And I was like, is that right? He's like, it's got to be it. Come on, it's got to be it. But you but know, what, funny story here. What, you know, the first time that I saw Jesse, and I, I never even told anybody this, Jesse, I saw you at, uh, I worked the table, obviously, Rams Live, not Rams Live, at uh, Ryerson Games, home games. I seen this guy uh, talking, doing his commentary type of thing. And I was like, this guy's not pretty, you know, he's pretty good because you can sort of listen sort of from that little uh, area where, I, where I'm situated at. And I was like, you know what? I like the I like the call that was going on. And I don't usually like people that call basketball games. Like I'm usually Jack Armstrong. Like he's my guy. But outside of that, like a lot of the people on different types of things, ESPN, sports, and that, especially hockey commentators, bro. I can't even handle it some of the times, man. But Mark, I was about to say, Matt, because last time I saw Jesse was we actually did a Rams live game. I was the sideline reporter. He was doing play-by-play. And I, one thing I actually wanted to bring up was the guy, I don't know if you remember, Jesse, the guy you were doing it with, Color. I think he's one of your friends. It probably was Matthew Winnick. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I forget what his name, but I recognize him. I think he's also doing collab work with the Bellow Bros. Have you seen? Okay, no. So you're talking about Brandon Brini. Brandon Brini. Whoa, oh, Brini. that's my that's my mentor. Funny that's story. My sport media mentor. Is that your is that your guy? That's my yeah. boy. That's well, my boy. Well, funny story. The Bellow Bros were actually on this podcast episode six, right, Mark? Yeah, episode 14, six. You know, Mitch loves his numbers. So yeah, some, somewhere around season two. Well, season ep- season two, episode six, number fourteen. But yeah, that was just a cool kind of thing. And they were small, Bellow Bros, at first. Like, not small, but they got 50K. They're not going 100K, catching 10K on uh, Instagram. They're just flying right now. The Bellow the Bella Bros are beautiful because they just tell you how they, – they don't give a f- man. They, they tell you, and they're just Italians. And you can tell straight vibe, straight culture. And I, I love having those guys on. Yeah, and them calling me a munja cake for a whole hour of <laughs> podcast is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> But yeah, I know I was talking about numbers saying that they have 100K, but like, let's be real here, guys. The real celebrity on TikTok in Toronto is Jesse here. Like, can we not agree with this, man? Like, I always have a question because I started watching it basically. If I could give you like a summary when I started TikTok, you know, it's April, it's May. I never thought I was ever going to be on TikTok. It's about 2020. Coronavirus is taking over everyone's lives. There was four things on my TikTok when I first got it. Four things. One, the renegade, rock star. Anything to do with Outer Banks and some DK man <laughs> with the Toronto accent all the time. And then finally I recognized, I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy. I'm like, where do I know him? And I, it, it took me a while until the summer to figure out, holy shit, I know this guy. And so we did the Rams live thing together too. So that's like my funny story. But I want to know, when did this start? Was it a COVID thing or was it like uh, you just had it and COVID kind of took it off? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a little bit of both. So I remember, I think it's like, I used to always send my, my, like my friends, just like random Snapchats of me, like dancing, doing little skits, like stupid shit like that. Yeah. And, um, I think it was, it was literally like two weeks before Rudy Gobert tested positive and then the world ended. Uh, but basically 
I posted like one or two videos. They did okay. And then COVID hit and I was just like, let's see what happens. And then um, I did that first Toronto man video and then it blew up and I was like, maybe I have something here. And then I just kind of ran with it. Ne never did I think DK was going to be such like an important part of my life. Like he didn't even have a name at first. <laughs> yeah. um, and now it's like, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. I mean, we can get into that more uh, later on, but you know, I'm kind of known as just the Toronto man now. And yeah, I, I love that, that, it. You know what? That was something I was going to bring up later on and we'll leave that to later on. But before we get to, let's get to like the basic of it. I want to know about the first time you blew up. Your first bar, like, what was that feeling? Yeah, so I remember that super vividly. So the video was, it was like, um, like talking, like how you talk slang in front of your boys and like how your parents don't understand it. Because I know okay. for me, like my parents are Middle Eastern. I'll call my boys and be like, yo, what are you saying? Fam, you're trying to run some ball, da, 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 like this and that. They have no idea what I'm talking about. So I made a video about that, posted it. Like an hour or two goes by, I have like 100, 200 views. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm happy with it. And I remember my mom, uh, sister, and I, this was like right before COVID hit, we went, to, um, we went to some Portuguese restaurant. We're sitting down eating. And I check my phone and it's at like 1,000 views. I'm like, damn, okay. Five minutes later, I refresh. It's at 2,000 views. I'm like, bro, what? And it's like 3,000, 4,000. And in my head, I remember, and I told my sister, I'm like, 5,000, it's going to cap. There's no way it's, it's going to keep going. And then by the end of the day, it was at like 50,000 views. And by the end of the week, it was like 150,000 views. And I was like, bro, what? Like, I want to keep doing this. So I made a couple other um, like versions of that. And then, yeah, I just kind of went from there. And I saw recently, Jesse, like you were posting because obviously DK 150 and then it went on from there and you you progressively saw the, the growth and you were like, now I got my niche. But was there was also you, recently, I haven't seen too much DK. I've seen a one, two of DK. But there was some uh, backlash that happened with you. And like in the comment section, I've seen that some people would declare it as maybe um, stereotyping tr people, black people type of stuff like that. And I got to say personally, brother, people that say that got to just, you know, get a blanket, go to bed, take a nap, drink <laughs> some warm milk, get some cookies, and just just uh, stay off the Internet for a little bit. That's what I have to say. Do you have anything to say uh, maybe about that? In yeah, it's it's a it's a. It's a tough topic to, to talk about, but I think it's one of those things that, look, everyone's entitled to their opinions. And when I created the DK character from the beginning, it was never meant to offend anyone like that. I just always thought the whole Toronto man, like, you know, the Toronto man character is just so funny. And growing up, so like I grew up in Ajax and in my high school, like DK was created from the people I knew in high school. Like I have friends from like, even to this day, friends from all kinds of cultures that talk like that. It's mm -hmm. a simple saying, like, like, fam, what are you saying? Wagwan, you're blessed. And 100%, a lot of that slang um, is originated from UK slang. A lot of it's from, like, Jamaican culture, that kind of stuff. So 100%, that Toronto culture is influenced by it. But personally, like, from my experience, I have friends who are white, black, Asian, brown, Arab, all types of cultures who talk like that. So for me, it was never, it was never a character that was meant to offend anyone. And even if you watch any of my Toronto Man videos now, I've always tried to make sure that I don't want to I don't want to ever come off as sexist or racist or really try to offend anyone. I try to make my jokes funny, but without really like without really being able to offend anyone, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But well, like, in well, Toronto, that's like that's that, that, that's the thing that I was going to say, because, you know, I'm, I'm from I'm from Brampton. I went to high school in Brampton. So it's, it's meme central over here. Right. You want six plus everyone's making memes about Brampton. And the thing is, is that. 
at my school, you know, it's a very diverse place, people of all different cultures, but everyone talked like that. And it was, it's true. Like BK is exactly like a lot of people that went to high school, I went to high school with. So it's true. And that's why I think people find it so funny is because it's something that people relate to. And people of all, all cultures speak like that. It's just the way people that want to be from Toronto talk. Absolutely. And I think like one of the things that kind of makes me want to keep going and makes me enjoy the character so much is like, sure, like, I mean, look, I'm almost at like a quarter of a million followers. It would be weird if I didn't have people who didn't like some of my content. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have haters with that many people who enjoy your content. But, you know, for every one comment where someone doesn't enjoy it or thinks I'm, I'm offending someone, I get hundreds of DMs from people from all kinds of races who say, like, they think my content is hilarious. I should keep doing it that, that you know, it, it's great and they love it. So I'm just going to keep doing it. So you actually read your comments because I heard I, I know a lot of things about people that yo don't get into the comments. The comment section is something you just don't. You post something and you're off it. You just leave yeah. it and let it blow up. Well, Mitch, Mitch, Jesse, I have I have a, a certain way that I deal with anything. You know, obviously I haven't blown up to the extent that Jesse has, but anything under 300 followers, you're not getting any of my time. You're not getting any of my attention. Who are you? You know what I mean? Do you have a profile user? Do you have something that like, do you have a post? So they need clout mark for you to respond. No, you need to at least like seemingly be a person. Not be a troll. (laughs) Not be a bot. Okay. Twitter is that central. Uh, 13 following, uh, 168 of, no, 13 followers, 168 following. What am I doing with your opinion? You know, (laughs) sort of just filtering through it. No, yeah. And like your content is funny and people don't understand. And it's not like you're saying you're one type of culture. You're saying you're Toronto. And Toronto is the most multicultural city in the world. That's why that's that's the whole point about Toronto slang. We grab different languages and like different slang and we bring it together. That's the thing about Toronto. So the fact that people have a problem with it, yes, you have your opinion. I understand whether you think it's because um, taking black culture or taking another culture, whatever culture is. I understand that. But I think it goes down to the fact that just people want to cancel. People like just to cancel. That cancel culture right now in TikTok is it's, it, it's toxic, in my opinion. And it's something that it should not be there because a one, they're doing it for the likes. They're doing it for the clout for themselves. They don't care if the person changes themselves or not. They rather the person not change. So they continue to bash the person with, Hey, cancel this, cancel that. You shouldn't say that. You can't say that. You know, that's how I feel about it. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, no, I completely agree. Like it's, it's tough. Like, I feel like a lot of the times, kind of like you said, like people want to cancel you, not because they want you to learn or whatever, just because they want to, they want to cancel you. Like say something like, like, I think it was a year or two ago, Kevin Hart and the Oscars. Like it was from tweets that one were like seven or eight years ago and two tweets that he had already apologized for. Yeah. So like, like at that point, well, what do you want him to do? Like he's done everything. And then, you know, and then he didn't end up doing the Oscars because, because of all of that happening. And to go back to your guys' question about like, do I read my comments? When I started, I did. I read like all of them because you know I enjoyed it. I was like, I need, I love this, you know, attention, that kind of stuff. And then it kind of got to the point where I couldn't read all the comments or it just wasn't good for my, I don't want to say it wasn't good for my mental health because I'll be honest, like comments, they, they mean nothing to me. Like, like, the, like the negative comments, I should yeah. say. Like if someone is like my content, that's cool. It really doesn't bother me. I find it funny when people comment negative stuff or say that I'm not funny or I don't like your content because at least with TikTok, you start commenting on my on my uh, posts, even if it's bad or good, now I'm going to start showing up on your For You page yeah, more. So exactly. if you want to comment, more power to you. But man, like there's people that are, there's going to be haters. Like no matter what you do, in, like you can be Mother Teresa, 
not everyone's gonna love you. You know what I mean? You gotta so, think about, yeah, you gotta think about like, even Debbie has haters. Even Debbie has haters, man. Oh come on! How can you hate Debbie? <laughs> Just on Toronto finest right there. No, and I find it funny too that everyone that canceled like Kevin Hart and the Oscars technically can't, like you said, the Oscars technically can't cancel Kevin Hart, and then you bring on people like Eminem on it. Which what has he done in his future? He talked about like killings, all this stuff, and they're like, "What? That?" So you're saying it's okay, but a tweet that he apologized from seven years ago is not okay just because of the attention, the cancel culture. It just means like a lot of people are just hypocritical in my opinion about that. But actually, have, Jesse, I have a question about this. You, we just mentioned Debbie here. Have you collabed with any of these Toronto mans or Toronto entertainment? We know I've seen one with, I hope I get this right. Nemaz, right? Yeah. One of, you and him are my favorite TikTok comedy people from Toronto. His Gary V impersonation of he's getting about him getting head had me on the floor dying of laughter, man. Who else have you really collabed with? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I'll be honest, I'm I don't want to say I'm picky with who um with who I collab with. Yeah, but like we were talking about before with cancel culture, I, I don't want to collab with just anyone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I also have like my reputation to uphold and you know, like obviously TikTok isn't necessarily end game for me. I don't know what it has in store for me, but like, like you said, like I, I'm with TSN or I just graduated sport media. Like I don't want to put myself into that hole. And we know with the sports industry, you know, like there's to a certain extent, there's kind of a, you know, a character that you have to uphold. Like there, there's some things you can say and some, some things you can't say. Um, so when it comes to collabs, I'm very selective. Um, so there's a lot of people that honestly, I would prefer not to collab with just because of either things they've said or things they've done stuff like that but yeah Nima uh Nima or Nima Naz is what his page is called um he was one of the people I collab with and that was actually an interesting collab because um it was actually like it wasn't meant to be just him and I it was a um a production company that reached out to him myself and a bunch of other Toronto uh, creators and we filmed a whole bunch of content uh together none of it's been posted yet but just while we were like chilling in between in the green room and stuff I was like we were both saying we're like bro like Tons of my comments say you got to collab with him. Tons of his comments say he's got to collab with me. So like, bro, let's just do something quick. And that's why, like, if you saw the video, it was super quick. It was, I opened the fridge and my junior chicken's gone and I start getting pissed at, at RJ. And yeah, it literally took us like a minute to film. There was no no planning, no nothing. We're like, just let's just see what happens. And uh, yeah, people loved it. 100% going to be collabing with him in the future. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. You talk about, you know, how you're picky with, know people you collab with well this is like a little mini game we have here that i think that we thought would be funny okay because here's the thing you said that you know a lot of people have different backgrounds well in toronto there's there's some people that are quite enigmatic if i do say so myself people that have some sketchy backgrounds some people that you know get a lot of hate on the internet so i came up with a list of five people five people from toronto okay and i guarantee you if you follow six buzz you've seen all five of these people okay and i want to know if you could order them and how you'd want to work with them from the best to the least okay all right well i'll, cool, I'll see what Frank. i can do I'm, I'm hyped for the list bro all Dear. right so number one come on you got debbie you can't you can't go much without debbie number two we have the infamous chair girl the girl that, that threw the chair off her balcony for some reason number three we got one of six buzz favorite targets the premier of ontario mr dougie ford number four we have Chromas, who I don't think I got to explain a lot there. And of course, number five, we got Mr. You're Taking Away My Freedoms, Chris Guy. 
Oh man, how did you hit him with though? You hit him with the Chris Sky. So if you had to order them, first of all, is it even possible to order these people? And second of all, how would you order them? Or what? How would you approach ordering these people? Ah, you're really putting me on the spot. All right, I would say, okay. Like people are gonna hate me now. Uh, so okay, I would say I think the funniest would probably be Doug Ford off the jump. I feel like he's just super trendy right now. Everyone's talking about Doug Ford. He's getting a lot of hate. Like a lot of hate. I'm not saying it's justified or it's not, but um, honestly, after after Doug, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Right now, I would not see myself collaborating with any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> they're all tied for last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yo, I, I want to start by saying no, no disrespect to them has nothing to like. You know, it's it's just my personal preference, and it's like I said before. No matter what, you can be Mother Teresa. Not everyone's gonna like you. It's just, you know, I have no interest in collaborating with any of those people. <laughs> well, I think, I, think my- partially, I think partially there should be a little disrespect to some of these people. Like, come on, Chris Guy, you're, you're, you're damaging some people here. Chair girl, you, you're throwing chairs off balconies. There should be a little disrespect there. You don't think Mother Teresa, but you have to at least be a decent human well, being. I think the thing is, like, someone like Chris Guy, look, do I agree with his methods or, or a lot of his opinions? No. And that's perfectly fine. I just not really a fan of how he's going about getting his point across. Like, I think he should, I mean, it's, you know, free speech. It's a free country. You can do whatever he wants. He should be able to, to voice his opinion. I'm just not a fan of the way in which he's doing that. Chair girl is kind of something completely different. Like I feel like she wasn't even planning on all of that to kind of happen to her, but yeah, I don't know. Like something that I try to, to get off in my videos and maybe it doesn't always come across in all of them, but like I'm all about positivity. Like I'm down to you know, like frankly, you said you're from Brampton. I'm I'm down to like make a joke about Brampton, like a funny joke, whatever. Where I feel like a lot of people from Brampton will even laugh at it and stuff like that. But like I really want my page to be focused on positivity and just like I'm not I'm not here to trash anybody. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to I want people to laugh and that's it. That's all I want people to get out of my page. Or like you know when I get those occasional DMs from someone that's like, hey man, I was having a really rough day and like you really made me feel a lot better. That's why I make these TikToks. I don't want to. I don't want to be like say controversial things. I don't want to do something crazy so I blow up. I just want to make my videos, make people laugh, and I'll be happy. Big respect for that. Big respect. If for I, that. If I added Jay Onright to that list, <laughs> where would that go? You guys, you guys got to know this. Like, I, I'm sure almost everyone in Canada at some point they know who Jay Onright is. Yeah. Jay and Dan was a show that was on for so long, and even if you didn't watch it when it came on at midnight. Like, I don't know about you guys, but waking up before school, eight in the morning, seven in the morning, I'm turning yep. it on and they're, and they're playing the reruns. And I love watching, watching Jay and Dan. And now it's just Sports Center um, with Jay Onre and man, Jay, both of them, but obviously now just working with Jay, he's an absolute beauty. Like one of the nicest people you, were, you will ever meet. Like the, the, the person that he is on air is the exact same person he is once the cameras stop rolling. He's he's an amazing. I cannot speak better about Jayon. Right. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. What's the vibe at TSN? Like, is it serious? Like, like I know you say Jay is like that, which I guess he's the personality. So of course he's gonna try to be the same. What's the vibe at TSN? Because we have Frankie told me he's seen you on the show on their intern stuff, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Here, so this is a funny story. So I'm I'm up there. It's like midnight. I'm studying, trying to do some last second assignment. And I have Jay and Dan on. I always have like PSN on, right? And they go and I hear this thing. Okay, let's talk to our interns. So now we're going to go. We're going to turn over to our one intern, Jesse, who's going to talk about a tweet after Sacramento lost or something like that. I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, Jesse, that sounds familiar. And I look, I'm like, holy shit, that's DK. I'm like, what's DK <laughs> doing on here? 
<laughs> yeah, you have like I got so many comments. Like, so I've done I think, I think five or six appearances on the show, um, and every time I do it, like, excuse me, the next day, whatever TikTok I post, half the comments, bro, was that you on on Sports Center? Was DK on Sports Center? Are, are they putting a Toronto man on sports? Like all that. So, um, yeah, like, uh, Mitchell, answer your question. Like, what's the whole vibe of the show like? So, I've only ever worked on that show, and the vibe from the beginning has just straight positive vibe. So good. Like, I came in as an intern. Like, I'm at the, I'm at the bottom of the ladder, and they they've been so open to hearing my opinions, like hearing my thoughts on different segments. They always want new ideas, and like, you will never get like hate for for pitching an idea even if it's a bad one they want your ideas they want your say and like working on the show has been amazing the only thing that, that hasn't been great is from the beginning to the end so far I've been working remotely which I would die to be able to get into the studio obviously I understand I'm not able to do that so I can't wait until I'm actually able to go in there and see everyone face to face but from just the the quick zoom calls and work calls that I have while I'm working everyone there from the on-air talent to the producers, directors, writers, graphics, like everyone is so nice. It's awesome. Well, so you, you personally don't feel though, like when you're working at these shows like TS, TSNJ and you're interning there, you don't feel like you've been put in a box per se, because that's one thing that you, I, I can see that you don't want to be known for that only one thing. And that's just anybody in the media landscape. Like you do one thing when you're young and then you're known for that child celebrities. Perfect example. Demi Lovato, she was just on the Joe Rogan podcast talked about how she had so much pressure from everybody from her school people calling her names being like oh you're barney girl you're fat you're this you're that did you sort of like have that or was it i have a feeling that it's just a, a welcoming environment one that you really want to be at well yeah with, with tsn haven't had that at all from the beginning it's hey jess you have an idea for a graphic let me know you have an idea for this uf ufc event uh, next weekend let me know you have an idea for what we should call this segment what we should call that segment any clips we should put always have had tons of opinions even like all the like frankie was talking about seeing me on uh seeing me on, on tv and having the different tweets or i've done different videos i've talked about all of those were chosen by me everything i'm saying is what i chose to say so they they have like tsn hasn't limited me in any way to what i'm able to do there and i love it but in terms of tiktok you said mark that like lately you haven't seen as much dk that's purposely because the same thing i don't i love dk and I know for the most part, and like just being honest, that's what most people that follow me want to see. But the number one thing is like, I don't know if it's being selfish, but my happiness and making content that I enjoy. And sometimes I don't feel like being DK. Um, so like the most important thing, if, my, if I get views or not, I don't really care. I'm going to make the content I want to make. DK is never going to die. DK is always going to be part of what I do, but I don't want to be known as only the Toronto man. It'll yeah. always be a part of you. I get that. I get that. Like, what if like you go out, you actually become like you become a host on Sports Center, and all you see is a kid like, yo, that's DK. DK's on TV. I can be on TV now, kind of thing. Like, bro, it's honestly, it's been one of my biggest fears from a, from the moment that I started TikTok and started getting views. I was like, how is this going to affect my career? Because as soon as I started sport media, I was like, I want to be on TV. That's what I want to do. I want to be a play-by-play -play commentator or a, or a sports show host or some sort of analyst or so I want to be on air. And normally you see people on air and there's a, there's kind of like this um, like cookie cutter version of what you're supposed to be like. And I kind of had to make a decision be like, do I want to keep rocking with TikTok and see what happens? Do I want to fit this cookie cutter position? And I feel like I'm still kind of somewhere in the middle where 
I am going to keep doing TikTok and I like creating that persona and I've had companies reach out to me. So it means that obviously I'm doing something good. Um, but at the same time, if I do ever end up being on TV for sports in like a, a more serious role, I'm just going to be Jesse. That's, that's, that's all I can do. I'm not going to try and pretend to be some super professional, you know, type of sports cast. There's nothing wrong for people that want to do that, but I got to be me. That's the only thing does, I know how to do. Does TSN know about DK? 1000%. <laughs> yeah. So when it came to my, uh, when it came to my application for the, for the internship, um, like there were some questions that were like, like, why do you think this is good for you? Like, um, a lot of the, a lot of the responsibilities for my job right now, because I'm working remotely has to do with the social media side. So hundred percent, I plug my social media and I'm like, I've been able to gain however many followers I had at the time. So yes, they, they are 100% aware of Toronto man, DK and all my videos. Okay. So Jesse, you talked about how TSN knows about you have DK and you don't want that kind of be like your representation. Cause like you said, the industry is very cookie cutter. It's like, you gotta be this, or we don't want you. Is that the industry you think is going to be like staying the same uh, in the future wise, or is it going to change you think? Cause I feel like TikTok, And if you have, let's say clout on TikTok, they're going to want people that have viewships just on, to bring more attention to it because streaming services are going to take down our favorite networks just because of that. It, that, that's another complicated thing because it's it's tough because it's hard to even understand where the sports industry is going as a whole i mean for the most part tv is dying like yeah. i think it, i think there will always be a place for tv i mean i love watching i still love watching live sporting events but man like everything is becoming digital and i feel like that kind of opens the door to to content creators and you know tiktokers and people on instagram and like just being able to do something a little bit different and you look at something like barstool sports super controversial but one thing you can't deny is it's super popular a lot of people love barstool sports and i feel like a lot of that whether you like it or not is because they're not they don't want to fit into that cookie cutter thing they mm -hmm. have a lot of controversial characters they they do treat it more like you're just at a bar talking with your friends and not you know suit and tie very official looking mm -hmm. so 100% i think there is that part of the market that is that that is there and i think it's continuing to grow so Personally, I hope it kind of continues to move in that direction because I would love to have more, you know, more, more characters when it comes to sports, more people who are just being themselves, more uniqueness, because a lot of the times it feels like no matter what broadcast you go on, it almost feels like you're watching the same thing. Yeah. And like the, especially when being on air, because I think, I don't know about Mark or Frank yet. We haven't just discussion. Everyone changes their minds, but I want to be on air. Just like how you say you want to be on air too. And when we want to be on air specifically in Canada, these people are on air until they're like 60, 70, you know, like they're, there's look at Jack Armstrong, like he's still on air. So in that kind of injury, we got to figure out as the new wave of sports media creators, we got to figure out how are we going to fit in this injury? How are we going to make a spark? How to make a wave? And, and one of the perfect ways, Mitch, is how they put you in, like, stay on sports. You know what I mean? Stay on sports. Look at Jesse. Jesse, he's got the DK following. He's got the TikTok. He's got this going. He's got that. You know, he's um, not just he's enter. He's looking to make you laugh. He's make he's looking you to give you an emotion, make mm -hmm. you feel a certain type of way about his content. It's not necessarily Jesse could be talking about a movie. He could be talking about his walk that he went on. But it's Jesse, and that's what we have to stop doing. Staying on sports is how you're gonna fail. Like I could say whatever I want. I could make the most controversial character I want. Person like uh, for example, not controversial per se, but. Adam Ross, if you're going to look at him, Adam Ross, he has his whole, 
His whole personality trait is that he says gay things with rappers. Now, you cannot like that brand. You can like that brand, but that's what he's doing. And yeah. he's going about it, and he's finding his ways. He goes on No Jumper. He goes on this. He, he has Twitch. He has this. Making money his own way. And that's the thing. I'm, I don't want to be reliant on, obviously, TSN's a great possibility, Sports Center, ESPN, but why would you want to rely on that? Like, why would you ever want to just be labeled as, oh, I'm the ESPN guy, you know? You love Stephen A because Stephen A gives it to you how it is. Came from nothing, wrote all those things down, became that guy, his own personality. You don't want to be put in a box, man. No. Yeah, well, it, it, it almost seems like Canada's always, like, 10 years behind, too. Like, and, like, the States, you see, you know, they're starting to shift a little more, and Canada was a little behind. So I think it's important for Canada to really push forward and be those trailblazers because everyone knows kind of the direction you're going. I mean, look no further. Jesse describing his experience as an intern at TSN, as opposed to some of our professors, some people that were, that were there, um, you know, way back, how they described their their experiences as an intern. Like, it's, there's clearly a shift happening, right? Yeah. So I think I so I think it's clear, but Canada just got to trailblaze, got to be ahead. No, that's what, but that's what it is. Like, also too, we got to think about the U.S. market for sports as well. Is just massive like we have one or two networks across canada you know in toronto like montreal vancouver edmonton Calgary, whatever you want to station there the city in the u.s there's so many options where we can talk about if like me if i'm gonna actually want to be on camera and have like be popular want to be most likely i'm gonna have to go down to the states that's how it's gonna have to be just simple as that like jesse have you ever thought about going to the states as well yeah, no, I mean, I feel like from the beginning, anyone that wants to be on air, it's definitely a, it's definitely something you have to look at and crosses your mind. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest, I love Canada. Um, I mean, sure, we're not we're not the perfect country. I don't think anyone is, but I would much rather live in Canada, than the United States personally. Um, Couldn't agree more, you know, depending on the job, you know, I, I would consider going to the States, but kind of like how I was saying before, how the industry is changing, I feel like that means there's a lot of new positions that are coming out you know maybe you're like you said look at jack armstrong how long he's been um color for the raptors you know maybe there aren't going to be positions that are play by play for the raptors but there's going to be a lot of honor positions that someone needs a uh, someone to run their digital someone needs to host this page or that page so i think there are a lot of roles in canada but it might just not be the stereotypical ones that you think of right off the bat. Now that's a really good point because we talk about like we talk about the main sports, basketball, hockey, football, those have those, you're right. They probably have, but there's new type of sports that are really gain momentum. You mentioned it already. UFC, boxing. They have like two guys doing that right now for TSN. And it's getting a lot more popular. I know personally for myself, I'm getting a lot more into it. Other people I talk to are getting into it. Like where do you think that's going with UFC? You think that's going to become a bigger sport? Like one of the maybe major five per se, you want to talk about that? Bro, I don't know if it'll ever be major five just because it's such, it, I don't, I feel like that's kind of only four team sports, but yeah. MMA and specifically the UFC booming, absolutely booming. Yeah. And, you know, TSN has Aaron Bronstetter, probably one of, if not the most trusted MMA person in Canada right now, mm -hmm. like, Man, the UFC, they know what they're doing. You know, some people like Dana White. So a lot of people hate Dana White. But he's, he's, he's pushing the UFC. Like, as soon as COVID hit, he was like, man, we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. And it was tough for them, but they found a way. They, they hosted events in Florida. They got a damn island in Abu Dhabi to host events. That was and, nuts. It, and it wasn't, just, it wasn't just that they got an island for, um, for their fighters because they needed one. Like, that, that puts you in the news. Like, people are like, what? The UFC got an entire island in in the united arab emirates like 
that's that's awesome like who doesn't love that so man the ufc is growing they're getting all these champions that are a lot more marketable than than than, than the past champions and man it's 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 on the rise and i'm a huge huge ufc fan favorite fighter at all it's tough like you got to give me the weight class because there's way all right okay. give me your face since i saw the Prochaka fight yesterday Prochaka versus reyes give me your favorite lightweight right now is it is it was it out of sunday i guess fought there but you have somebody else in mind and maybe a Jan Blakowicz. uh yeah if we're, talking, up? if we're talking yeah so 205 so light heavyweight i'm going right now probably that's tough all time for me personally, it's, it's definitely John Jones because he he made the division what it is. You, you can't deny. You think of lightweight or light heavyweight, whatever it is, you think of John Jones and you think of what he did for the division and everything. And and def- definitely, there's a lot of more fighters. But in terms of that, yeah, I, I understand completely. Yeah, it's it's tough because like you look at someone like John Jones, in my eyes, greatest mixed martial artist of all time. And the only thing stopping him from being kind of like known as like i mean i feel like a lot of people look at wayne gretzky like i feel like 99.9 percent of hockey fans would be like wayne gretzky is a go it's not really a question mm-hmm. with the ufc or mixed martial arts in general i feel like john jones should be that guy and the only thing that stopped him was himself yeah all the stuff that he did outside of the octagon kind of screwed his image kind of screwed screwed his you know ability to, to be more active in the ufc but if we're just talking straight up who's the best mixed martial artist i think it's john jones and i'm super excited to see if he does go up to heavyweight but seems like there's a lot of controversy with how much money he wants. Um, you know, he wants millions and millions to fight Francis Ngannou. I think he deserves it. But at the same time, I don't think Dana White's really going to get pushed around like that. Um, well, like you said, it's all, it's all about the money. And when you have, like, they don't get paid. They get paid okay in the UFC. But when you have someone like Ben Askren making 500K stepping in the ring with Jake Paul, how do you compete with that as a fighter? You know, he, di- he didn't dive. But he knew getting in the ring that he was going to lose. He didn't put the time and training in. And he came out with a bag. Like, you, like what's your even thought process on celebrity boxing and the entertainment of that? Bro, my, my opinion on it is so skewed because okay. I understand both sides. As a, mix, as, a, as a combat sports fan, I hate it. I don't, I don't want to see Jake Paul fighting people. Like, I think him fighting someone like Ben Askren is, is disrespectful to the sport. And I hated that Ben Askren, like, Ben Askren were probably one of the last people I would choose to fight Jake Paul because but okay, that's we, why. Picked, we picked a mixed martial artist, but you picked one MMA fighter with arguably some of the worst striking in mixed martial arts. Like, but that's why, that's why Jake Paul chose him. That's why Jake Paul chose him, yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing. I'm not a fan of Jake Paul and what he does, but I'm a fan of his marketability he knows what he's doing like it or not he knows what he's doing he's picking guys that he knows he's gonna beat he's making a whole bunch of money so i have no hate towards jake paul he's doing his thing and mm-hmm. i feel like nine out of ten people would do the exact same thing but man i want him to get knocked out because <laughs> that's the thing too about this the fighting combat sport especially with market marketability you got guys like and when we're talking about boxing we're talking about guys like ryan garcia everyone knows who he is He's a box. You might not watch his fight, but you know he's a box. He's like your typical IG box. You see what Jake Paul has done with the boxing world as well. But you also look at the UFC too. You don't know. You will not get paid unless you create a storyline for yourself. You market yourself. We talked about that. I think Mark was telling me that they someone's on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he said he's like they told me he's like you're nothing. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was a Colby, Colby Covington. Covington. I was literally going to say that. I was literally yeah. going to say you say you need to have kind of like a character storyline. 
Colby Covington is a perfect example. Mm. He is, besides Kamaru Usman, who I think is by far the best welterweight in the UFC, Colby Covington is right there. Colby Covington is one of the best welterweights in the world right now. And he was going to get cut a couple years ago from the UFC because he just wasn't entertaining. And mm. then he created this persona where he's this Trump supporter. He has all these girls with him. He talks all this shit. And now, boom, he, he's making money. There's no questions about him now. He's probably going to get another welterweight shot pretty damn soon if he keeps winning fights. And the, the thing that with Colby Covington that I kind of love and hate, I don't like the persona that he creates. But damn, I love watching him fight. He yeah, like he found like his it. voice. He found his own voice. No matter what you want to talk about, it, he found his voice. You don't like. You don't have to like the voice. Nobody. There's. You can be that guy. He's just grinding, putting in the work, putting in the boxing, going to the gym, training. But this isn't 1970. I have Rocky in the background. Rocky wouldn't work today. Why? Because Rocky didn't care about social media. He didn't care about what you were thinking. Even get out of Rocky fighters like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is good. Because at his time, you think Mike Tyson really would have cared about social media or he would have been forced to care about social media? These are the type of things that you got to take into consideration when you're discussing goats, Jake Paul, like Jake Paul. Come on now. Like it just it's a whole thing about finding your voice and and not wanting to just say, I want to be this guy. You have to do something different nowadays. But I I like that you brought up Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson, someone like, sure, he's done fighting. I mean, he did come back like a couple months ago and fought again, but you know like sure back then there wasn't social media but he's using social media now he has his podcast he's been on joe rogan a couple times he has his i don't know the mike tyson ranch or whatever where he grows a bunch of weed and like (laughs) i don't know something like that but he's doing this thing where he's i constantly see him in social media and i enjoy watching his videos i enjoy watching him talk like put him on joe rogan i'll listen to that three four five hours i don't care why do you think jake paul and uh, nate robinson fought that's the reason why and mike tyson understand that and as a boxing fan like my, myself, when people say that Jake Paul is not a boxer, I'm like, okay, that you're being lied because he is putting in the work, he's putting in the train, and he's actually putting fights up. Is he a boxer? Yes. Is he a good boxer? We don't know. He chooses fights that he knows he wins. If he goes up and fight like a regular fighter, I get that. When people say they should just scrap all YouTubers or celebrity entertainers, that's not the way you should go because boxing was dying. Once, you know, I think I after, you can even argue that it was – dying still but i think the last big fight was like pacquiao versus uh mayweather you know that was really like the last oh no you gotta you gotta give it come on deontay wilder tyson fury come on now yeah Yeah, those those are huge that's a big fight but people didn't care that much about it you know maybe you didn't care that much i did care but other people did not care about it though you know what i'm saying when you hear more you're more about jake paul that gets more money why do you think mayweather's fighting logan paul right now but Mayweather's fighting Logan Paul because Logan Paul is where it is. You know what I mean? That's where the money is. That's where it is. He's funny Mayweather for a reason. He just wants to go fight the guy that's going to make him the most money. But if you look at Floyd, he doesn't need to fight. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to do any of this. He doesn't want to do it. People are doing fight. Like Jake Paul is a perfect example of he just wants to prove something to you. He doesn't care. Like, I'm pretty sure boxing was just his thing that he could let out his aggression and it's his a character. Anger. It's a character that he found right? that works. That's it. And people like to do that now. Now, if you want to say that that's right or wrong, that's fine. But entertaining, I'd say so. I even saw Floyd talking about, um, like, his fight with Logan. And, like, I mean, like him or hate him, like, I don't personally enjoy the idea of arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time even giving an opportunity to some YouTuber who literally lost to another YouTuber. Yeah. Um, I don't I like that idea. But then he, he, he made a lot of sense. He's like, look, put yourself in my position. Would you go and fight an, like some random, like legitimate boxer? And he's like, I can guarantee myself 30, 40, 50 million. 
or I can fight Logan Paul and make a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Why, why would I fight a regular? Why wouldn't I just go fight Logan Paul? I do the same thing. Um, but like, I completely agree with you. I think boxing was, was dying. And, you know, you talk about Fury Wilder, amazing fight. I'm excited for, for Fury and, and Joshua, but I feel like a lot of the times with boxing, at least from my perspective, and I might be a little bit biased because I'm way bigger of a mixed martial arts fan, but I feel like with boxing, I always hear about the fights after they're over. Mm-hmm. And with the UFC, I think they do such a good job of marketing. Yeah, like, like that's really Masvidal true. versus Usman. For, the, for two weeks leading up to that fight, I couldn't go anywhere without seeing Masvidal versus Usman. Part of that definitely is because that's how my timeline is. I follow a lot of MMA personalities and stuff like that. But with their UFC embedded and just their advertisements, they do it so well where boxing, I'm like, oh, Canelo was fought yesterday? Like, I had no idea. And, and that's, come, that's just because of the promotions, I'd say, Jesse, for sure. Because UFC, they, they did it brilliantly. MMA, there's obviously Bellator. There's other things that you can go to. There's a one wrestling, this and stuff. But UFC, you know you're getting MMA. Boxing, so many different places. Canelo has his own deal. Floyd has his own deal. Everybody has their own deal. Andy Ruiz fought yesterday. How many of you guys even knew Andy Ruiz fought yesterday? No one knew. <laughs> no one knew who Andy Ruiz fought yesterday. They knew him for about a minute when he got Josh. Yeah, when he and then he was gone. Exactly. So if boxing wants to try and make that step, Jake Paul's showing you. He's like, all right, Jake Paul, he has Triller and he's doing that. That's a YouTube side. If boxing wants to take that and be like, we're creating elite division and we're doing it like, take the UFC model. Take the, the other models of fighting and use that in boxing instead of just promoting. Because promoting and making yourself money and putting you against like trash cans, you're gonna you're gonna be good boxer and have a 50 and one record. But are you gonna be known and you're gonna do that? You know. Well, but he, 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 here's the thing: is that like UFC, you have legitimate fighters, guys that are actually tough, guys that are highly highly trained at their sport and they're marketable. You know, even if it's a show like how I think Colby Covington, I don't really think Colby Covington's like that in real life. I think he's putting on a show, but even if it is a show, ultimately he's a great fighter. Boxing, it seems like they either have guys that are great fighters or guys that are all personality. Like instead of pushing the way they're pushing Jake Paul and Logan Paul, maybe maybe try to push, you know, Ryan Garcia more or Ryan Garcia's next opponent. Have actual boxers that you're pushing and promote them instead of promoting these guys well, that aren't actual boxers. Well, well, that whole point about Ryan Garcia, at least, the fact that these are being promoted is outside, like, external promotion companies that you actually have to pay for them to promote. The thing about Ryan Garcia is that he does all his promotion. I forget what it's called. It's, like, Golden Boy or something. like That's all his production. He does his own promotion. So the fact that you don't see it like that, it's because that he doesn't want to out, outskirt that. He already knows that he's going to make money just by promoting it from himself on his own social media, similar to how Jake Paul does it, too. I think I think one of the big problems with boxing, like compared to the US series MMA in general, one, boxing has like five thousand belts. No one can keep up with all these different belts. Like I personally I don't think there needs to be that many. Look at the UFC, you got one for every weight weight class. Go from there. There's it's it's way easier to understand. More and two, like with boxing, it's like okay, like Canelo's fighting this guy. Well, is it on DAZN? Is it on ESPN? Is it on the, is it on that? Like I know of UFC in Canada, it's gonna be on TSN or it's going to be on ESPN plus or whatever. And I know the pay-per-views are going to be on pay-per-view and you know, th- that's just how it is. But with boxing, it's, it's, there's just so much going on. There's all these different promotions, all these different fighters coming from different places. It's just, it's very, I don't know. It's very complicated, hard to follow. I gotta be and, simplified, simplified. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I like, I don't know how many times I went to watch a boxing match and you see one guy that's coming in with two belts and another guy that's coming in with one belt where it's like, well, who's a champ here? Who's the fight? What are they defending? Why are there three belts right now? It's confusing. You want to have one champ. This guy's a champion, and he defends that belt. There you go. 
There you go. Well, before before we kind of like do this, end this here, I have a question though. We just talked about UFC. We just talked about boxing. I'm going to give you two scenarios here, Jesse. One, to make the most money. And two, just one you want to see so bad. Give me your fight. Give me your fight. It can be boxing. Give me UFC. One that you think as if you're Dana White, this is going to make me millions of dollars. Or one that, you know what? I just want to watch this happen. You can go back in time too. And I think we'll all do this. But you can go back in time, history, choose who you want. Who is it? That's tough. I'd say, um, well, I'd say right now a fight I'd love to see, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Lo- would love to see that fight. Um, think it would make a lot of money, but it would also cost Dana a lot of money. If I can go back and like pluck fighters, everyone's been saying it for so long, but I'd love to see prime GSP against Khabib. That's that, the fight. That I think it's correct. one of the only fights, like one, one of the only fighters that would have a chance against Khabib. And just to go on, just a quick tangent, but I think something that the UFC does so well is we talked about their marketability and how they promote these fighters. The UFC does a, such a good job of making you think a fighter has a chance. Like how much they, they up Jorge Masvidal. I'm a huge Masvidal fan. Love Jorge Masvidal. But if I'm being realist, just looking at it, taking a step back, he had very little chance against Kamaru Usman. But the way they make it sound, they're like, bro, or he's got a chance. Got game bread. Game bread. And then he got knocked out by Kamaru Usman standing up in the thing that's supposed to be his specialty. And like all the fights against against Khabib, Gaethje fighting him, Connor fighting him. Love Connor, but Connor didn't really have much of a chance either. All these guys, the UFC does such a good job of making you think that they have a chance to beat the champion. Mm-hmm. Mark, what about you? Well, if we're looking at we're going to be plucking people and we're going to be doing this, obviously, like, my dream fight, everybody's dream fight should be Tyson Ali. Like, if you're not picking Tyson Ali, oh, I don't oh, know. Why'd you take that? I can't control what you're going to think. Yeah, go, 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 go. If, if Mike Tyson Ali, but, like, let's just say that Mike Tyson Ali, that's, like, the dream fight that everybody has and everybody wants to see it. If I'm looking at UFC, I'm a Connor guy. I, I've always liked to watch Connor. He's exciting, engaging. And who would really step up in his weight class? I don't know. I'd, I'd say GSP too, because GSP was one of my favorite. But even if they, like, throwing this out here may sound dumb. UFC triple threat match, go WWE style. Uh, Connor versus the Diaz brothers. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Frankie, what about you? Well, I'm, a, I'm also a big boxing fan. And I think one thing you got to consider here, and it's going to happen eventually is uh we're talking about ryan garcia against gervonta davis ah that's that's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen eventually yeah. but here's the trap they can't get into i want to see them fight now within the next couple of years i don't want to see an old like how old mayweather was fighting old pacquiao boxing waits too long to do these big fights i want to see it now and i think that would be one hell of a fight even one more even one more i have super good story here Gervonta davis versus floyd mayweather you go you bring it back it's like the, the student versus the master. It's just like, it's everything there. I like that too. Wait, Frankie, I have a, I have a quick question. So you're saying um, like Ryan Garcia. So I'm not the biggest boxing fan, but from what I've heard or from what I've seen, it seems like like Garcia right now, he's taking the fights that he knows he's going to win. Is that kind of, is that fair to say? Like he's kind of just building himself up, which is a smart strategy to do hundred percent, but he's not taking like super big fights right now, is he? Jake Paul's well, n- no, but the thing is, I think that's just the boxing game like as a whole like you know and that's the, one of the reasons why boxing isn't really succeeding is because you have guys that you know you know ryan garcia is going to win you know that they're not going to set him up with a guy he's going to lose and become 13 and one because of the hype dies there ufc isn't afraid to do that they're not afraid to have 
um, you know, the two best fighters fight at that time. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why people love UFC. That's why, you know, no one's, no one, it seems like ever besides uh, Khabib is ever undefeated. People lose because they have, they take the best fight available. Boxing, it seems like they just build two guys up. They just wait, just wait, just wait, have them 40 and 0, 40 and 1, and then they fight. And then one of them loses. And then you have the king. One of the things that people say against uh, Mayweather is that he ducks fights. That, that we want to see that. that. That's one thing that you put against his undefeated record. They say he ducks them. So that's, like you said, it's just how I think how boxing is. It's and just, before, it's not him. It's just the way him, it's it's the sport is. You see, you see Jake Paul's even doing it right now. It's just more publicly you can see because he's fighting people that are not even boxers, MMA guys. So everyone's like, oh, you're just taking fights that you know you can win. Maybe it's been happening for more than people that are just outside thinking. Before we go, I want a question, a question for you because again, you're in tech, you're like on TikTok. We're talking about boxing. I know where this is going. <laughs> Go ahead. Andrew, because I think that's even stupider than Jake Paul and Logan Paul's fights is the trailer fight with uh, Bryce Hall and Austin. TikTok versus YouTube. That one. That thing, that full fight card, that Austin McGroom against Bryce Hall, that's stupid. So what, what's your, what, what are my thoughts on it? Or what are your thoughts on it? I just want to know. Yeah. Um, look, it, it, it's kind of the same thing as, as what we were talking about before. Like, as a combat sports fan, I do not want to see two guys who don't know how to box box. From their perspective, I'm sure Bryce Hall and whatever the guy, I don't really, I'm going to be honest, I really don't keep track of like yeah. the TikTok world. I, I'm not a fan. I don't really enjoy seeing all that. Like I know who Bryce Hall is because he dated Ad- Addison Ray. Yeah. That's really the only reason why. <laughs> but, um, but man, I'm sure Bryce is going to make a shit ton of money in that fight. So like more power to him. But man, some of these videos I've seen on TikTok of them like training and stuff is just very cringy to see. It's not very good. cringy. But one thing I will say though, no matter what, it could be cringy as hell. It could be really bad um, to watch. But it takes some guts to step into the ring, no matter what. 100%. So prop, props to props to anyone who's, who's willing to step into the ring, the octagon, whatever. And I, Can think- I just say, I wish there was a way for both of them to get knocked out. You know, how Mark was talking about a a a, a triple threat match. Imagine <laughs> this. This would make so much money. You have Bryce Hall and Austin McGroom, arguably two of the most unlikable people on the internet right now, yeah. in a triple threat match against Brock Lesnar. That's Ooh. what I want to see. How That's about, what I want to see. And Francis then I guarantee you, I will pay to watch Brock Lesnar just take both of them. How about Francis and Ganu versus the whole hype house? I would pay my entire <laughs> world in to there. do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd win. Come on. Like. Oh, the hype house would get cooked. <laughs> 100%. Well, Jesse, appreciate you coming on, man. This has been one hell of a podcast, one hell of a season opener, you know? Anytime you guys ever want me to, to come back on the show, it'd be an honor. I'm totally down. <laughs> you would all love it. Thank we'll you. Definitely have to hold you to that. Maybe soon, <laughs> sooner than later <laughs> before Jesse blows up and DK's uh, all over, uh, you know, Bleacher Report. Oh, thing we know. Not that he needs it, but if you want to plug every single social media you got right now, just go for it. Yeah. You guys can follow me on TikTok uh, at Georgie J A U R J I. That's it. Just follow him the TikTok. That's the main one. You probably already do follow him, but whatever. We'll just hear this plug that anyways. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it for the uh, podcast, everyone. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay true to yourself. And Mark, take it away with your whatever you want to say last. Season three premiere. Gotta love it. Love with the boys. Peace out. Goodwill. Don't really have a saying yet. Gonna work on it, but you know what it is. There we go. <laughs>